Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Free Lawyer. And um, today's a special episode. We have with us today, Lisa Kosky. Lisa is an attorney, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, uh, an animal lover like I am, although I think even more so than I am uh, by count. Um, And she's a practicing attorney in Minnesota uh, with tons of experience, who's learned how to practice law and handle family law in a different way. And we're gonna hear her story today. Lisa, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Gary, thank you so much for having me. And I'm I'm in a good place. I'm in my barn, the animal lover girl. I've got my horses and my donkey behind me. So yeah, I'm in a great spot. And it's just, I'm so thankful that you're having me on today to tell my story. And, you know, just to be clear, I am a licensed Minnesota attorney, but I call myself an attorney turned mediator. Because I really am not practicing law anymore. I am mediating exclusively. And so a lot of my attorney friends will step in and assist me when a client needs some advice. But um, I'm, I am, I'm doing divorces different in Minnesota. Well, that's really important because um, I, I've done family law for uh, most of my career. And it's always best when the couple fashions their own solutions using a skilled, empathetic uh, mediator such as yourself, who who helps them find a solution that they both buy into, because then it works so much better. Because when we go into court, always one party is unhappy, and sometimes both are, because whatever they would have done themselves is better usually than what the judge does. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I call I say, design your own divorce. And I, you know, sadly, no one ever really feels like they've won, right? Because there's always compromises and it's hard work. You have to work hard, but they can look back and know that they did it a better way. They're still going to have a decent relationship, possibly with that ex, especially when there are kids involved, that's important because they're going to be co-parenting together. So I think it's just a fantastic, I'm so passionate about doing it this way. And, you know, it just kind of evolved into doing divorces. I just loved, I love to mediate anything. Um, I really, I just love the process. It is such a better fit for me than practicing law. And I think that's so important just for your happiness level and, you know, doing what you love. And so finally, you know, just probably the last five years, I've been doing what I love. And interestingly enough, the people who are needing me are those needing a divorce. And that is almost 100% of what I do. Sometimes it turns into marital mediation because when we start doing the divorce mediation, they kind of come up with some solutions and they go, well, 
oh, this financial piece was our issue. Maybe we don't have to get divorced. <laughs> so that happens sometimes too. Now, what do you mean divorce mediation versus marital mediation? You mean sometimes they're looking, maybe they've helped to figure out a problem and may want to get back together? Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, sometimes they go, oh, we don't even need to get divorced. Well, that's the best solution of all. <laughs> exactly. I love that solution. And here's another interesting little fact. I have been married for 31 years. Wow. So I, yeah, I truly believe in marriage. And I always, when I do my consultations, I always want to make sure that my clients are really ready to move forward with the divorce. And so we really think through that. We talk about if they've been through therapy and, and then at the same time, I know that sometimes it is the outcome that needs to happen. You know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't know that, but I feel like as we go through the mediation process, I kind of hold their hand through the whole process. We do the paperwork together. We divide the assets. We do a parenting plan if necessary. But yeah, I walk them through it and um, just help them to do it a better way with some integrity. Well, well you, uh, your, your motto is doing divorce different. And it could also be doing divorce better because mm -hmm. that's such a much better solution when parties can do it that way. I've, you know, I've tried a, a number of contested family law cases. It's very expensive. It's very stressful. Stressful on the lawyers, it's five times more stressful on the parties. And it's very hard for a judge hearing the testimony and us doing our games as lawyers to really know what's best. But when you can sit around the table and help them decide together what's best for them and their family, because they will be parents forever. And that's so important yeah. to remember. So tell me a little bit about your journey as a lawyer and, and how you got to where you are today doing this. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I went to law school a little bit late. I had an infant and a toddler. And I, I don't, I think it was something I had always dreamed of doing. I don't know. I grew up watching LA law and I was, you know, I wanted to do something professional. I wanted to help people. I had this burning desire. I had worked in the field of healthcare and I thought, I really want to help people in that area. And um, as I, you know, journeyed through law school, I learned that the, you know, I wanted to deal with um, insurance agents and, you know, helping people. And there were a lot of roadblocks there. So then I started thinking, okay, what could I do that was somewhat related to what I do? Some, I had a mediation course, right? In law school, you're introduced to that. And I loved it. And I was so drawn to it. This is years ago, many years ago. And um, I felt like, the professors kind of poo-pooed it like, you know, you can maybe add this to your practice or do it, but you couldn't ever have a career doing this. So I shoved it out of my mind and I started doing a lot of elder law. And so I would, my, my thing was I would go meet with elderly people mm -hmm. um, at their houses. I didn't really have an office because I had my kids at home. So I did, I was doing it different then too. But then I did a lot of soul searching and realized that I wasn't really happy um, doing, I loved my clients, my elderly clients, but it was not my calling. Peace was and communicating. And um, I mean, I am a lover of learning and I want to share what I learned with other people. 
My hope is that when people go through a divorce with me, they learn how to communicate so well that they have like better future relationships. So I kind of took all that into consideration and um, people were still saying, you can't do this only. You cannot only do mediations and have a business. And finally, I don't know where it came from because I am a people pleaser, but I just thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it. And here I am five years later. It is all I do. And it is a business that now, Gary, I'm actually teaching um, other mediators how to do this process a better way, because there are some great mediators who don't have a legal background. And yes. so I want to give them the legal information so that they can help clients like I do, because I have so much business now, which is amazing. It That's did wonderful. not happen right away. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. And, yes. and my compliments to you, because it's such an important, such important service. And I've used a variety of different mediators in my cases in Rome. What do you think are the hallmarks of a good mediation process or, or what skills is it that that you bring to the table that help you do divorce in a better way for your clients? You know, I think there's so many pieces, but when you asked me that, the first thing that popped into my mind is figuring out what the issues really are, because that can make magic happen. And sometimes for some reason, one person isn't willing to voice what it is, or sometimes they don't even really know. So it's just having, being patient and have, and I do this on a flat fee. I don't want people to be worried about how much time they're spending with me. I want to give them the time so that we can really understand. And as we do it, I teach them how to communicate and I'll, you know, teach them that take a deep breath right now so that we're using your brain that can, you know, deal with these because it's hard. And when you're really emotional, it's hard to come up with a great agreement, right? Yes, so sometimes, yes. yeah. So that maybe sounds a little crazy as a lawyer, but I'll say, let's take a deep breath, feel your feet planted on the floor. And, you know, then I'll sit, and then the one person will say what they're feeling. And then I'll explain that for the other person, what can be really helpful is to repeat back what they said so that they can show they understand. So I really do a lot of coaching through the communication process. That's wonderful. You know, I don't know that I've ever had a mediation done by someone who did a flat fee. And and I think that is wonderful. And it works for you, I guess. Well, okay. And I got, I need to state, Gary, when I work, so that the biggest part of my business is very different than a lot of mediators. Clients come to me directly. They don't have attorneys. I will, you know, some, you know, advise them to have someone look over the agreement that we work on together. But many of my clients are finding me online, through my podcast, through social media. I do work with attorneys too. And that is a little bit different. And I do charge hourly for that. And I'm different there too, where I only book one hour at a time because in the state of Minnesota, you have to go through mediation before you bring something to the court. And sometimes that's a little different because you maybe don't have two willing participants. They're just doing it to check the box. And I don't want to waste anyone's time or money. So if we book an hour, we know if we're going to get somewhere or if it's just a check in the box. Gotcha. Gotcha. I see. Well, that's really good. 
what is the biggest challenges you see in the cases that you handle um, in, in coming up with helping them arrive at their resolution? Yeah, there's there's a lot. I think one of another passion of mine, of course, is children and helping people to co-parent well together is a huge issue because it's so hard, right? Because it's hard to, you're so angry at the other person a lot and then that can affect your kids so much and to try to help them, to teach them, to stay focused on their kids. I have little tools that will help them. That's a huge issue. Another one is um, the finance, the financial aspects. Um, sometimes one person, you know, there's generally one person taking care of the finances and the marriage and one who's not. And it can be really scary for people and getting them to do a budget is my biggest struggle. I don't like to do my budget either, but right. you really, you have some clarity and a little bit of relief when you actually can see the numbers and know what you've got to work on. So I think those are, are big challenges for me. My business, like I said, is different than a lot of attorneys, but for my practice, those are kind of the big ones. And and that's really important. I think financially, there's a lot of fear because one person didn't know the finances and both of them will be strapped because in the beginning, because they're going to have two homes instead of one. And maybe mm -hmm. finances were an issue when they're in the same house and now they have to have two. And with a co-parenting, so often the anger is such that when one party makes a nice, helpful suggestion about the kids, the other one says no at a reflex because right. they're just used to fighting. So to get them focused on the kids' interests is so important because as you say, they'll be co-parents forever. Yes. I know you see a lot of family law cases. Um, what are the biggest challenges you see in the family law field um, today? Well, I mean, I think from my perspective, sitting where I am, I kind of talked about this earlier. So you know how I said that my clients are so great because when you're doing a mediation, you need two people who are voluntarily coming together to do this process. It, it has to be both of them or Correct. you can't come to an agreement. And sometimes it's hard for me when I'm working with attorneys, like I said, and they're checking a box. So maybe you can help me. I don't know what the law is like where you are, but I love the idea that they want these parties to go through a mediation first. And I do my very best to explain all the benefits of it when I see them. Like, this is your opportunity to come up with a solution together. Um, you know, you can design this yourself, use this as an opportunity. And when they buy into that and the attorneys really are looking for a solution, then we get to work and it can be done. But I have a lot of them that don't have any interest in working together, but because that's part of what they have to do, it's just, it can end up being an added expense. Yes, mediation only really works when the two parties want, yes. to, want to both do it, for sure. And you know, I think sometimes lawyers can be helpful because I know for me, I, I see myself as a problem solver when I'm an attorney. You see yourself as you know a solution finder as a mediator. Some lawyers see themselves as fighter and litigators, but that's not my primary mission. My primary mission is solving problems. So I always advocate mediation to my clients when it works right. 
And to me, then the role of the lawyer is to educate my client about what is generally fair and reasonable and what the parameters are, because otherwise in a poorly informed client can be come up with a bad deal because they didn't know yes. better. Yes. And that's why I love attorneys. I am one. I always want my clients to get that legal advice because I can give them the legal information, but that's it. I can't advise. I am a neutral person. So I pull in attorneys an awful lot. And I would say probably in 80% of my cases, an attorney files the paperwork for them. And I love the attorneys that I work with. They've gotten to see how I do things because it is different. It's doing something jointly and you're trained a different way. You know, you're trained to be an advocate for them. And that is necessary sometimes. There are some clients that I will go through a consultation and know that it would not work in a mediation setting. And that could be, I mean, I can't say who a narcissist is, but I can see if one person seems to have more um, control or the other person is a little scared. I, I don't know that it would work in that situation. Yes, that I, I've seen that as well. When there's sort of very uneven power in the relationship where one dominates and gets his or her way, always has to win. And the other was like, I just want this over. Um, I mean, I, I, been a mediator when someone said, look, I don't care. I just want this over. Well, that's like a red flag. <laughs> right. That's not going to next week. They're not going to be happy with that result. I can tell you have a lot of relationships with lawyers out in Minnesota. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that lawyers generally face today in their practice? You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because I can't help but think it's the piece of taking care of yourself. And I think Gary, that was one thing, you know, those five years ago that became a part of my journey were to find joy in what I'm doing and to do what I'm passionate about and to also, you know, be a little bit easier on myself. And I think that so many attorneys and I have friends, you know, women that are coming to me asking for advice because they're, in the in depth and they're you know it's it's not an easy profession it's not no and so i just would you know urge everyone to do everything they can to take care of themselves to know that you know i think i felt like i was rushing through my life before right. and you know trying to achieve all these things and make sure i was always right and i've learned you know as i've become a grandma and more mature that it's okay if I don't know something. It's okay if I make a mistake because I'm going to learn from it. It's actually a gift. But all these things, I've, I have a coach that has helped me immensely through this. And I always recommend her. She's been on my podcast a lot, but I would just urge legal professionals to work on taking care of themselves on their mindset so that they can just be happier human beings. And some of them are, you know, there's a lot of them that are, but I think there's a lot of them that I talk to that are stressed out and overwhelmed. And so that's they what really I are. see. And, and honestly, that's why when I semi-retired from the practice of law, I started doing this because I just saw how much stress and overwhelm uh, there was in the legal profession. And um, 
Uh, I started off, I'm a, a recovering alcoholic, and I worked with the Maryland Lawyer Assistance Committee, helping lawyers and judges who were struggling. But I wanted to take it to the next level and help the lawyer who wasn't at that place yet, but was really unhappy and burned out. And he or she might leave the profession or might quit, or and maybe that's the right decision, maybe it's not, but at least get to a place where they can really see if this works for them. What do you think are the most important? You said it's important for lawyers to take care of themselves. What does that look like? What, what are the most important tactics or approaches for a lawyer who's stressed and overwhelmed and, and, and burned out to kind of get back on track? Yeah, you know, it's hard to come up with just a few off the top of my head, but I think what helped me, I mean, there's like, you know, there's like pillars of health, right? Where breath work, and I'm not kidding, it works. Do you ever do it where you just breathe in for maybe four counts, hold it for four, and let it out for more than four? Getting yourself so that, and this is what I help with my clients through, because it's similar when you're going through a divorce, they're overwhelmed too. So just to kind of get present so that you can think clearly is one thing I do. And I move your body, you know, get out and go for a walk in nature. That That is so beneficial to me. If I am sitting here and getting stressed out, I just head out the door and take a quick walk or go pet a horse <laughs> or something. But I think those are really simple, small things. And they're not things that you need to do right away. Like maybe start out with taking a breath when you feel stressed out once a day. And then if you can add in a walk. I also am, a, I mean, eat healthy, right? Throw in a vegetable now and then, probably stay away from the sugar. I've found that um, I love my wine, but it does not help me function well. You know, I don't sleep well. So love yourself so much that you want to do everything you can so that you can go out and help the world too. Uh, so those are some things that I do. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, another thing that's really important is talk therapy. And that can be with a trusted friend or a therapist. Um, and, or you could do coaching too. I do coaching is a little bit different than therapy. It's kind of forward focused, but you need to talk with someone that's not going to spin you into a spiral and, you know, someone who can be strong in themselves and support you and listen and not help you spin out. Those are just some great, great tips. Um, sleeping well, you know, eating well. Yes. But I liked, I liked your comment that you used to feel like you were rushing through life. And I felt that way too. And then what are you rushing through life to? Because at the end it's over. I mean, you know, <laughs> fine isn't, you know, so it's really about enjoying the journey. Like if I'm going on a vacation, I want to get there as soon as I can to be where I am. But in life, there's no reason to hurry to the end. We, we might as well enjoy, you know, every moment. Taking a break is so helpful. Um, getting some fresh air. And, and folks will say, I'm too busy to take a break. And the trouble is they become so stressed and unproductive and inefficient because they just work, 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 and they get burned out. And, and I analogize to a, a sports team, you know, or a marathon racer. If you have a marathon racer, you don't run marathons every day before the marathon because you get burned out and you can't perform. Right. You, you tend to relax a little. And it's so important that we take care of ourselves in the ways you, ways you described. It's a, it's a tough profession today and it's gotten mm -hmm. tougher with finances and 
mm -hmm. hourly requirements and lawyers being contentious. And I really like the idea of talking to a spouse, another lawyer, someone in your firm, a coach, a therapist, someone, because often we feel so alone. We're in our office, in our little silo, working, 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 feeling stressed, and we're not even aware of how we're feeling or why, because we're just working so hard. And and I can get caught up in that too, Gary. And, you know, I, I thought of something else that I've been doing when you were talking about enjoying the journey. This really um, helped me. When I wake up, I think, okay, if this were the last day of my life, without changing the major things that I have to do, I want to remember that I want to live it like it's my last day. So that means when I eat my piece of dark chocolate, I really, I really savor it. If I have to run to the grocery store, I'm more present and I might connect with the person at, in the checkout line. I might smile. It's just, it has helped me to enjoy the journey. And I also want to say, since I've changed, I have been so much more productive. I, I can't even believe I would never be able to have this business and do all the things that I do if I was living like that girl six, seven years ago, rushing through my life. It would I wouldn't have been able to do it. So yeah. it's interesting. I, I read a book called Everyday Legacy by Cody Shewan, which is a great book. And it's it's about living our life today to create the, how we want to be remembered. Do we want to be remembered as a lawyer who works Saturdays and Sundays to make a lot of money? Or do we want to remember it as a kind, loving parent and spouse, you know, whatever it might be. But he used the analogy of, and I don't know what 24 hours times 60 minutes times 60 seconds comes out to, but it's something 88,000 and something that if I gave you $88,000 today and said, you have this money, you can have it today, you can spend it. And if you don't spend it, you have to give it back to me at the end of the day. You'd be very purposeful and very intentional about what you did with that money because it was yours to use that day and to cherish. And at the end of the day, it was gone. And the analogy is that we should do the same thing with every second of our day. Are we spending this minute the way we want to? Are, are we being productive? Are we being connected? Am I carrying on a conversation with my spouse, but my mind is elsewhere because I'm thinking about something else instead of giving her the intention that she deserves? So really being mindful and present and treasuring you know, today, because I think we've all seen folks whose lives have sort of ended suddenly and unexpectedly. We never know when that's going to happen. So enjoy every day. Amen. For the lawyer who you think is hearing you today, who's just so stuck and frustrated and overwhelmed in his or her practice, feeling like, why did, why am I doing this? What would you suggest that person's first step be to get out of that prison where he feel he or she feels stuck? Well, and that's, it's a big, big job. It's a soul search on, you know, it's kind of that question of, what do you like to do? You know, what do you like? And sometimes you have to see what you don't like to know and to know, well, I want to get out of this. So it would, it would be to take the time to allow yourself that time to maybe do some of the things that I talked about, right? Get yourself in the present moment so that you're using your right mind and think through. And also one thing that I've learned is I don't regret anything that's happened in my life. I've kind of 
change that to where I see, I'm trying to see everything as a gift. And sometimes that's really hard, right? In the moment, but everything teaches you something. So for that overwhelmed, stressed out person who feels like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is an opportunity for you to change what you're doing because you see what you don't want. And so then, you know, do that soul searching on where your gifts are. And I love Gary that you're helping, you know, people through recovery things and what a gift, what a gift that is too. So, um, and I'm sure that brings you so much joy because that's, we get joy out of serving people. Uh, I certainly do. That's what I find most fulfilling is when I can be of service and either help someone in recovery to a better place to transform their life or to help a lawyer who's struggling uh, mm-hmm. find the solution to where he can actually he or she can actually practice law and be happy. What right. do you find most fulfilling professionally with what you do, Lisa? Uh, you know, it's so crazy because people are like, what? You love what you do. How can you love what you do? I'm divorcing people. They're crabby. They're mean. They're <laughs> And Gary, it, there's something, um, it's just like so beautiful when you can sit down and work with a couple and there's that underlying love. It's, you know, it's there, there's maybe some hatred, but you can help them see each other's point of views. And when they come to an agreement, even if it's a little thing, like um, how they're going to divide one asset or, you know, the children's schedule, I don't know. I feel like I've written a poem or helped write a poem or I've just helped create something. It's creating their new future and it doesn't have to be how we always thought it had to be before you can do this you know if you put the work in and you're willing and you know what i found and and maybe you don't have that experience because maybe your relationship with your clients ends at mediation but i've seen so often that all the stress that happens through the case when they come to a resolution by their own agreement all of a sudden, a lot of that's removed. They they get along better. Uh, they they actually can become good co-parents and say, I, I like my spouse. We're not married anymore, but I like him or her. Yes. It really changes. And and uh, they can then be independent and happy, but still respectful of their partner. And that's a great thing. Lisa, as you know, I call my podcast The Free Lawyer. And it's all about how we as legal professionals, whether we're lawyers or mediators or whatever our role is, can enjoy what we do and find true personal freedom in our careers. What does true personal freedom mean for you in your life? You know, I am filled with gratitude that I really feel I'm living it right now. Um, And I think it may have been a gift of COVID, but for me to be able to have worked with some great coaches, learn some amazing things that have helped me to just suffer less and doing this from my home barn with my animals that make me happy. I'm an introvert. So, and I think I do a better job at mediations. I do everything over zoom, almost everything over zoom now. And I find it to be so much better because I don't take on the feelings you know, as much. And so I can really watch and I feel like I can help them even more. I feel like it's better for the clients because they're in a nice comfy spot, you know, where they're not feeling like they have to be thrown in a room. So 
the freedom has come from me doing what I love, using my gifts, serving people, being able to make a little bit of money because that wasn't always the case. Right. <laughs> I mean, my husband was like, uh, I think maybe you better go get a job. Well, I think you've built such a successful mediation practice because you're so good at what you do. And you wanted to make a living, but you wanted to do it kind of regardless because you found it so fulfilling and such a great service. And you didn't enter it thinking, I'm doing this because I want to make tons of money. I want to do this because it's the right thing. And when you do the right thing, good things happen. And that's why you're in such a good place. You have your own podcast. Tell the listeners about it, what it's called and what it's about so that they can enjoy your podcast. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Uh, I've been doing it for, I think, over two years now. And it's called Doing Divorce Different. And it's so that's so interesting too, Gary, because it kind of started out as I just want to, I get to meet the most amazing people like you and documentary film writers about, you know, they write stories about children. And um, I just get... I get couples in that talk about how they've done this different. Maybe they're living in the same home and they're divorced and one's remarried and they have children together. So it truly is about making divorce less scary and educating people that you can do this a different way. It doesn't have to be fought over. We talk about finances and the benefits of mediation and when it doesn't work and what if you know your, your husband or wife is a narcissist there's a whole array all surrounded or, you know, around that divorce and doing it a better way. Nar narcissism is such a big topic today. I don't know if it's a buzzword we've created, I know. always existed with something else, but I know I've seen those tendencies in so many cases and they're so difficult. So it's great you educate folks about that. And for those of you who haven't listened to it yet, let me really encourage you to listen to Lisa's podcast, Doing Divorce Different. It's really fantastic. And if you have any interest in family law or the divorce arena or co-parenting, just some great topics. You know, Lisa, for any of our listeners who'd love to get in touch with you, learn more about you and what you do, what's the best way for them to find you? I think the easiest thing is to just go to lisakoski.com and it's L-E-S-A. And, you know, I, Gary, too, have a heart for other attorneys. If there are attorneys out there that want to start doing this more, contact me, connect with me, go to my website. You'll find a way to get in touch with me. Um, I would like to help you be able to do that. And I can help you do it faster than I did because I can share all the juicy details. But I love helping other attorneys and mediators find their path too. Fantastic. Fantastic. Lisa, I want to thank you for your time today. But more than that, I want to compliment you and thank you for the service you provide to help folks do divorce different, to reach their own agreement, to come out with some measure of respect and, and satisfaction that the couple is doing the right thing for each other, but really for the kids, it's just a tremendous service. I wanna thank you for that. Gary, thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure to sit here and chat and get to know you better too. Thank you. And for all of our listeners today, thank you so much for being here. And as always, please be well, be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, 
please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.